This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. It, it takes me back to this innocent place where, you know, I didn't hate men yet and I was hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle. A celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y Tunes Shuffle. All right, you guys. So um, we're going to do a show today. It's called <laughs> Y Tunes Shuffle. How's that sound? Sounds great. <laughs> everybody into it? Is yeah. everybody agreeing we're we're all, to do this? We're, okay. on f- we're on for it. Everyone's on board. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host, with my co host, David Earl Waterman. Woo. That's me. I like how it's radio and you're like, here's a hand signal. I know. I say nothing. I, I take a bow because I'm a stage performer. <laughs> and, I'm uh, sorry. She's no. doing a backflip. That's but insane. But you forgot the Hollywood secret weapon. Hollywood I, secret weapon? You're like waiting for it. You I just was. It. Yeah, because I've never had a, a bona fide nickname. I have always had to give myself a nickname. And you are the first in my life to give me a nickname. That's Cool. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's Hollywood great. secret weapon. Because I name drop like a mother. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's actually I, kind but of I won't amazing. Stop. <laughs> we've been do we've been working together for almost two years. Wow. And every still every show, I'm surprised at like the new names that he drops. I'm just mm-hmm. like, how yeah. do you know do you everyone? My fiance Kathy Griffin was dropped today. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And early, true, and he true. just dropped someone I'd never even heard of, Little Dicky. Yeah, I met Little Dicky. Yeah. I saw him on Rodeo Drive. Whatever you He's know, great. Yeah. you guys are best friends now. <laughs> he does have a Range Rover. I'm uh, sorry, a Rover. Uh, <laughs> and uh, our and guest uh, today is comedian, writer, performer Dustin David. Dustin yeah, David, thank you so much me. for coming on oh, the show. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. There is um, a little bit of a Y-Tunes connection. One of our very first guests was Melanie Bessie, and I reached out to her. I was like, I need help. Like, who should I ask to be on the show? And she's like, oh, Dustin, of course. Who's amazing. We love Melanie. Yeah. No, well, you too. Yeah. Her yeah. business like, is great. So funny. Just released her special. Wild Animal. Is it out now? Uh, she's still working on editing, but, but it's definitely something to look forward to. I was yeah. there when she taped it. It was so funny. Hashtag wild animals. I know she's tried yeah. to tape it like three times. It's been a... Wait, in that, in that studio over in East LA with all the um, scammers around it? No. She it did that was... once and oh, then okay. the footage one... got lost and yeah, it was just something a mess. I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. Because we're here to talk about Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. And are you from LA? I'm originally from Maine. Okay. Yeah, I grew up. I did know that because you were telling me about when you were filming your special Mm -hmm. that you would go over to your friend's house and you would like (laughs) perform your entire hour while they were eating dinner or something. Yeah, I did. uh, Actually, uh, my friend Sovereign Sire let me go to her house and do my entire special for her and three other people. (laughs) Just the whole thing. I was like, I got to run. You can't get that. Kind of stage time. I was like, I need 45 minutes to do this whole thing. <laughs> and and that's amazingly helpful for auditions because do... you audition for one or four people. Yeah. If you get comfortable doing 45 minutes in front of one person, cool. you get a crowd and you're like, this is easy. Yeah. Because just having one person stare at you blankly. Because I would do the same jokes and then I would do a joke and I was like, three people just looked at me and nothing happened. And that was like supposed to be a joke. I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> like that. <laughs> That doesn't work. We don't want to do that in the special. Because <laughs> I don't like how this feels. And then you can change it. So I would like add something or change it or pause or just work on it differently. And then the 
do it for like the fourth person and it would be like a different joke. Yeah. And I did that every and day they would for laugh 30 then. days. Yeah. Got the response you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So by the time that you filmed it. Oh, I was like, there's people. People were like peeing on the floor. They were laughing so hard. I hope so. <laughs> I, mean, I, I saw I, I saw your around. act at Candy Comedy, and yeah, I think yeah. I might have seen you in another place. As soon as I saw you, I recognized you. And uh, I, I, it's always interesting when you don't live and hang out with comics. Mm-hmm. Their offstage persona is, you know, wow, okay, so also a very down to earth, normal. Yeah. And your comedy is now. Is, yeah. Well, let's, I guess we better get rolling. What's <laughs> What's the name of your your comedy special? Uh, my comedy special is called uh, Something Pretentious. Oh. <laughs> Because, because every time I came up with a name, it was just too serious. And I was like, you douchebag. I was like, this is the most pretentious thing yeah. that anyone's come up with. Like every name. I was like, oh, this, I feel horrible. You're like, this and isn't even good enough for a band. Like, I was like, it's just, it's going to be something pretentious, whatever I think of the name is. And I was like, just call it that. Yeah. And then my mom was like, but it's not. <laughs> pretentious and i was like it's a bit it's fine (laughs) (laughs) people will get it yeah Um, i don't know and i i do want to acknowledge that you have a guest with you yes vanessa is in the studio good how are you thank you you for uh letting me accompany david letting you letting you this is this is a party we're hanging out in maggie's room basically the more the merrier so we want to try something we want to try can you explain this david help me help me (laughs) You know, I'm always thinking about the show and different things that we might be able to do with it. And uh, I, I really love like the energy we get from our guests when we hear their song and we get ramped up and amped up and find out where they're at. And I thought, I wonder what kind of mood Maggie's in. I know what kind of mood I'm in. Uh-huh. And just as an icebreaker, just to kind of get the show rolling, I thought, let's just do Maggie and me's mood and see what's happening through the format of the show music and you have one maggie you're ready to try it all right so here's maggie's mood for show episode number 60 something what's up with this maggie who is it oh my god taylor swift only the queen of my life i'm a bit older (laughs) i think this is off reputation yes wait what number five track number five Oh my God! So Vanessa and I went to the restroom together, and then she was explaining about. Oh, oh nice! Let the bridge happen. Yeah. Um, and you, you were explaining to me about virtual reality and some new project that a company is working on. Yeah, it's called Beat Saber, and it is like the next nerd, you know, explosion basically. But it is fun. You hold these uh, two sticks in your hand, and when you're inside the game, the headset, they turn into lightsabers, and it's it's structured all around music. And so there's a ton of different songs. Taylor's song is like the expert of the experts are the only ones who can play it. Did you hear that? Expert of the experts. Of the expert. Boom. I mean, she's hit that level. The way that you explained it, though, is we were looking for another set of headphones. You're like, she's the hardest one on there. I was like, <laughs> Taylor's hard. I was like, it's pretty delicate. Yeah. Oh, my God. So anytime anyone says Taylor Swift, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to hear it right now. She's like my drug. That's, that's it. I have an undying love for her. So, so that's my mood. You're in an impressionable mood. Yes. You're, you're Okay, you're active. I, uh, I'm i loving the show lately, and I'm in somewhat of a new relationship, so the show has become my life, and the way that I'm getting to know the person I'm in a relationship with is through music. Mm-hmm. Her English is a second language for her, and mm-hmm. uh, she does very well, but there's still a lot of sort of expression that is happening, and so we do Y-Tune Shuffle. And also with my dad who I seem to mm. always have a new relationship with, depending mm. on how years right? go by. Yeah. And I asked my dad, what was your first concert ever? And this is my dad's first concert ever. It's Comets. 
Bill Haley and the Comets and his Comets, which is legendary if you're a Happy Days fan or rock and roll general American graffiti. Yeah, the Fonz. Like my dad was a greaser in the 1950s. He drove a hot rod Ford. Uh, it was a 1944 coupe. And he had a cutout of a cartoon character named Woody Woodpecker. Oh, yeah. He took out the wood and just had Pecker <laughs> on, on, on this thing. My mother has a picture of the car. My new girlfriend, I asked her, what was your favorite cartoon growing up in Brazil? And she goes, oh, uh, Pekka Pau. And I said, Pekka Pau. And she showed me, she Googled it, Woody Woodpecker. No. Yeah, that so that's so my neat. mood right now, because Y2 cool. Shuffle is the way we're all going to communicate, baby. Oh, my Bam. God, I just want to dance. Right. There we go. That was it. So that is Damn. basically how the show works. Love and it. you were so diligent and kind and took a lot of time to put together your Fave Five. I just want to remind you, David, that I have done research on all of these songs. So there are Y2 Nuggets. nuggets. You can drop, uh, ask me to drop a nugget at any time. Okay. But um, with that being said, shall we just dive right in? Let's do it. So excited to get to know you better through your music, David. Dustin. <laughs> David. Dustin, Dustin, David. <laughs> David's my father's name. <laughs> really? <laughs> Here you go. Song number one. What's happening? Where are you? Planet I remember I heard this song. I was with, uh, I just went to the beach with my friend Brandon. Beach in Maine or here in LA? Uh, Malibu. In Malibu, okay. And uh, we were in my friend Brandon's car and he had this song. It was, he, he has the best music. And uh, I shazammed it. So it was on like a playlist of songs that I shazammed through like Apple Music or whatever. Yeah. And would listen to it like obsessively. Like, such a good song. Just made you feel really good. Yeah, and because um, in the chorus uh, it says like because I feel things, mm-hmm. which for me recently, like the five songs basically are kind of like five different points in my life. Sure, this is kind of like where I'm at now, right now. This now. is you now. Yeah, you feel things. More things. What? That's it, good. Who is this? Um, <laughs> Can you say it's it? like ver work? I don't know. V- ver work, yeah. Ver work, yeah. This is new, new stuff. Yeah. I just heard, um, you know, that that band, the Viagra Boys, just okay. yesterday. Mm. It's got a little bit of this going on, quite frankly. It's a whole different sort of fusion that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like a interesting thing, and I would hear it a lot. And because, um, yeah, I mean, in the last five years, uh, like. I quit drinking and I got sober in the last 120 days I quit smoking cigarettes and using nicotine really which is like wait how long without a drink uh February 5th was five years that's a long time between drinks yeah wow you do you do it one day at a time yep do you have a sponsor we do keep coming back (laughs) August 21st baby yeah 21 years what up Really? It's a crazy. career booster. It's a career sobriety's a career booster. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm here to tell you. You, just you, know, you gotta thing. show up to a job, I guess. It's, <laughs> you gotta you know. show up, suit up and show up. up. That's there what it is. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that little nugget. Well, of course. What's man. the nugget yeah. on this new thing? Oh my gosh, this guy was actually pretty hard to find because it's all in a different like German, I think. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought like, it was like kind of obscure, it, so everybody would think I was cool. Really interesting. <laughs> it was a little cool. bizarre, and when it was translated, the verwerk means fireworks, um, and this guy's from Detroit, and German. they were called they were called bears. Before they signed to the indie record label Run for Cover Records, and then they just released a demo with three songs on it before they did a tour for the next three years. Then they finally got signed by a real label called Triple Crown Records, and then didn't release their first album until like five years after they. Well, Dustin heard yeah. it like you know right where you were, like you were yeah. at Malibu Beach with this yeah. guy. What's his mm. name? Oh, he's from Brandon. His name's Brandon. Yeah, you know what he was driving. You remember? Yeah, he's got this really cool Mercedes, like two-seater, <gasps> awesome car. And so, and so, when this song hit you, you were in a receptive place to like bring it in. Yeah, like, it was like just leaving the beach, and that uh, you're like hot, and you're like kind of sandy, and you're like, "Am I sunburned? Did I get dehydrated? <laughs> you're in that otherworldly space, and the fog's kind of like clearing out. You're just heading back like the end of the day, and you're just so tired from like hanging out. And yeah, I heard the song, and I was like. This is, I was like, this is a great song. So I shazammed it. Most of my, I have a, a playlist of songs on uh, my uh, Apple Music thing that will make a playlist of all the songs that I shazam, mm-hmm. which is great because I always forget. And yeah. it'll just, that was one of the ones that was on there that I kept like going back and listening to. Thank there's, God for Shazam. There's also stuff uh, I find for my boss because I do personal assistant work. And uh, a lot of my job is trying to find out what Broadway song my boss is thinking of. Ah. So <laughs> I play the game where... Is he uh, disabled and gay or is he... No. He's, I'm kidding. Older. <laughs> He's older, older and gay. Uh, also comedy writer and very... Knows a lot about music too. Nice. Uh, he That's wrote a Broadway musical with like cool. Carol Channing. Like R- Carol Channing? Yeah. Oh he wrote for the uh, Carol Burnett show. Back in the day. Oh my gosh, what? Yeah, so it's like hanging out. I'm just like nostalgia. Well, if you're thinking of Ethel Merman, hello. How'd like, you meet? Brand- yeah. How'd you meet Brandon? <laughs> yeah. How did you meet Brandon? Uh, I met Brandon. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends, oh, okay. and through uh, also through comedy, like I do stand up. He did improv, and cool. so we know a lot of the same people. Nice. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah, that's how the tunes start shuffling. Mm-hmm. Do you have roommates? No, I live alone. Nice. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Expensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> not cheap, but costly. But it is worth. We it. used to come out to L.A. because the rents were lower. Mm. Mm. What? Yeah, back when, wow, well, in New York, would be. I can't wait to move to L.A. and get a two-bedroom apartment for like four hundred eighty bucks. Mm. Wow, that's where it started for me. I now drive a 2006 Scion XP. Yeah. But you're cool, though. You're cool, so it fits you. Well. Young at heart. And you know? maybe. Keep song number kids. two. <laughs> <laughs> I go down these roads. Uh. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You know this one, too, Vanessa?
you're so giddy right now, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we in 1985? Yeah. That's the best song. It's so good. What year is this? Um, Do you have no knowledge? I think it's newer. It is uh, newer. I think it is too, but it really takes me to the 2010. 80s. Is it 2010? This one, Song of the Year at the Boston Music Awards in 2010. Oh, is this a Boston band or just Boston Music Awards? It's a Massachusetts guy, yeah. Okay, that's why I'm suddenly back in Boston in the 80s. This is influenced by something. Nice. Where'd you find it? This was, uh, I used to work at Book Soup in West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And it was around the time I first got sober, I would make uh, playlists and I would play them at Book Soup and they had to be like chill, kind of like, you know, you're in a bookstore. You know, you're not playing like NWA. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, just like, I was like, cool, you know, these are things that like I'd like to listen to, but also are appropriate in the setting. And uh, I was playing this one CD, I think it was like The Cult. And my friend David, uh, who is a writer and he worked at Book Soup too, he came up and he was like, you need to listen to this song. I think you'd really like it. And he gave it to me. I don't even remember how. I, got, I feel like it was like some obscure way, like on a flash drive. Or something. It was like after <laughs> when you made somebody a yeah. CD. Like yeah. I can't These remember days. how he, or if he like told me to look it up and I looked it up on, I might've been using like Spotify at the time or something. But he was like, you, I think you'd really like this. And this was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Because I was working at Book Soup, uh, I'd like just, uh, yeah, I just got sober and I was like, cool, like things are pretty good. And I would listen to this song like a lot and selling books and it was so amazing. The job was really great. Like working there was incredible. It's so fun. I mean, I'm a party animal. I love smoking weed. I love (laughs) drinking and put a drug in front of me. I'll try it. I mean, what what else is going on? (laughs) It never would have ever occurred to me to stop doing that. I've got many friends that are champion drug and alcohol consumers and I'd love Mm. to to revisit perhaps sometimes, but there is that period of time when it's like the head starts to clear and you begin to realize, yeah, maybe not so much. I don't need that to feel the rock. Mine mine was stirred up by um, uh, Bob Marley. Mm. That would that would have been that that yeah. period of time for me in that thing. So yeah. I kind of when you stopped doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, because I was introduced to reggae music by a very a guy whiter than me. Oh who, yeah, who told me like you got to smoke pot when you listen to reggae music. It didn't work, and so I'd stopped. And then I was with my dog. It was a beautiful day in California, and we're both East Coast guys. So mm. I kind of get mm. the vibe of where you yeah, might have yeah. been at at that time in your life. And I remember telling my dog Bella, well, I'm not going to like this song anymore. I'm going to listen to it one more time and then take it over to you know Amoeba and sell it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Bella's no. like, well, play it. And so I played and it was stirred up. I started crying. I'm like, you don't need weed to love Bob mm. Marley. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of getting yeah. that vibe from this. Yeah. The idea that, you know, I could have fun and also be sober. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> Go figure. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? It's really, it's a surprise to yeah. so many. Yeah. Which was, you know, the precursor to when I just got sober. Because there was a time when I still drank and I worked at Book Soup and it was like oh. really difficult. Mm. But then I also got sober and actually my manager at the time, uh, I came in and I was like, I don't drink anymore and apparently I need to go to these meetings. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like this, There's a lot happening. And she was like, great, when? And I told her and she was like, cool, we will schedule you around the meetings that you need to go to so you can get the hours that you need and cool. still go to you know this program of recovery. It's important to you. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's so great. Were you a so reader you your whole things. life? Like, did Book Soup just be yeah. a job, but you're a book guy? Loved it, man. I would just read, like, two, three books a week. All your life? Wow. All well, your life? Especially when I started working at Book Soup. Like, it was just, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So, when I quit drinking, I read a lot of books about, like, 
Buddhism and meditation and mm. stuff like that. And then right before I got sober, it was really dark, and I would drink. I read like a lot of like uh, Bukowski. Like there, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life is shit. Yeah, you're right. Like, uh, like. <laughs> then I stopped and I was like, I don't feel that way. Like that's do you, not. Do you mind talking about getting high and drinking? Do I? Yeah. No. How old were you when you started doing that? Just, geez, I think I was 13 the first time I drank. Oh, you were well along your way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, Most I, of us, I right? I drank then. and then blacked out like the yeah. same, bam, like there was no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time, wham. Not a terribly unusual story. And then it didn't Do you have brothers, change. sisters? Yeah, I have. Also drunks? Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, two younger brothers that, you know, as far as I can tell, can, you know, drink and party normally, you mm-hmm. know, which is cool. <laughs> and then my dad uh, got divorced from my mom when I was in high school and got remarried and moved to Rhode Island. And when he got remarried, he has two kids now. One, I believe, is 10 or 11. And then the other one, I think, is nine. Do you interact with them much at all? A little bit. I'm on a text message chain with my like youngest brother and my other brothers, and he'll send like obscure gifts, which is great because it's a language I can communicate with, and which is cool. And the youngest, you know, it's like we check in like on birthdays and stuff, and so. Well, mixed and blended families. It's like, why yeah. don't you come home anymore? And I'm like, well, that would be a round the world trip to go home. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know and they live thing. in Rhode Island, and you know, they're kind of doing their thing, and I'm out here. It's just such you know different worlds, you know. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing stand up at the comedy store. Like, yeah. what? You're a child. I don't know what to tell you. You're in summer camp. I'm working on a joke about Tinder. You are playing Pokemon Go. Like, we're two different worlds. Two different worlds. I don't know. I think those keep us grounded, though. Yeah. Actually, that was uh, my, uh, my youngest brother went back and I was hanging out in Rhode Island and I was, I'm grasping at straws. I'm like, oh, how can I relate to this kid? And I got a notification on my phone, and he was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's Pokemon Go. Like, I was obsessed. <laughs> he was like, dude, you play Pokemon Go? And I was like, dude, you play Pokemon Go? <laughs> Let's go. We were trading, and I was like, I'm working on this Charizard. I don't know. He's like, you got to come with me. There's a secret place over here. <laughs> like, it was go time. the greatest trip ever. <laughs> like, it's so much in common. All and you're sudden. like, wow, you're 10. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. All right. Fun. Well, <clears throat> song number three. We're going. We're moving around now. Left here. Vanessa's in it. This is sample. So this song, <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing there's got to be some kind of motivation behind this. And so, this was, see, this was probably like the pinnacle of my drinking. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Let's go there. Yeah. This was like the craziest it ever, and I would listen to this song on repeat. This was number one, the most listened to song on my Spotify consistently. Who is it? Uh, it is uh, French Montana featuring Drake, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne. <laughs> it really kind of personified, like, not just like an entire like lifestyle. It's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm just 
getting wasted. This is like a mm-hmm. party song for me. This like, is like to me in my head. It sounds like your montage song. Like if we were gonna do a yeah. movie of your life, it'd be the montage of like yeah, very your, much. You're drinking your party and yeah, the I amount see that, and the amount and frequency that I blacked out. It was lo- like a montage. Momento, <laughs> <laughs> very much. Yeah, nice and scene. I. It's actually funny to me now to think back that. We're like, oh yeah, it was like a crazy party time and like everybody was partying and like it was a lot of fun. But thinking back, like the dichotomy of this song and like what it personified and my actual true life and how probably like drunk and sad it was. <laughs> it was like, yeah, me like spilling a drink at a bar being asked to leave at 2 p.m. Like that's not really like a party lifestyle. <laughs> like That's just you being an idiot. It's a show. Yeah. What, what's the nugget on this? <laughs> oh dear! I want to just see how it shapes oh up dear. to some real life. <clears throat> All right. There was no nugget. No, there was. Um, the guy's name is French Montana. This is not really a very crazy nugget. Is that the nugget? I'm going to make it crazy. <laughs> um, you watch. His, I'm his name make it is Kareem Carbouch. See that? You see that? It's not French McNugget. But he was born in Morocco, emigrated to the Bronx with his family when he was 13, and then actually what he started doing was making these series of street-flavored DVDs, which was basically like mini-documentaries of himself um, performing. Performing like raps and stuff. Um, and he released them under the name Young French at that point. And so he got signed with Akon and after two years of not releasing an album, he was like, F you, man, I'm out of here. And then got signed eventually to Bad Boys Records. And then they announced his new album. And that's when he came up with French Montana. And made a lot of good friends, too, obviously. Yeah. Mm. People on that cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to have friends. It was a huge song. It was, like, it, was, it was like a major song, like in a summer at some point, And then just like adopted it, I think, through a winter. And like, it was like, you need to stop. Do you? hear it differently now do you hear this and you're like oh it's embarrassing or are you like <laughs> nostalgic and like um a- still kind of a bump up jam like yeah, it yeah. is <laughs> it's a different thing like i don't mm-hmm. you know it was weird for me like in the way that i would think and the way that i would like personify my thought life of things that i wanted to do and things that i wanted to be like when i would hear this song i'd be like oh yeah like drinking on a yacht like that'd be crazy and then I got sober. <laughs> and then I got sober and I would hear this song and it would be different. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, like drinking on a yacht. And I'd be like, oh, I don't drink anymore. Being on a yacht? Yeah, being on a yacht. Drinking Sprite on a yacht? That's pretty hardcore. But, yeah, it's like yeah. be drinking Sprite on a yacht. Like that's what I would be doing. Yeah. Maybe and remembering that, the yacht. Yeah. But then I like listened to it a lot less like after I got so because I was like, it's not the same. It doesn't mean the same thing to me. For like, sure. but it came back when you were thinking of your five for some reason. Yeah, this, one, this, this is song, a point. It's a journal. God. It's a journal entry. Yeah, yeah. What? Long time. If you can, can you talk about what it was that made you go like, I need to stop doing this? Yeah. Be yeah, specific. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I remember vividly. I uh, it was in New Year's Eve. Uh, I think it was. 2012 into 2013, I went out drinking. I was in Maine uh, with my little brother, and it got really, really bad, like really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember it? No, I blacked out and said very regrettable things to my younger brother. Mm. And I was like, mm, feel good about that. And then the next day, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. And then I was drunk that night, and I was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And then my mom like came and picked me up and was like, dude, I'm worried about you. Your mom said that? Yeah, and yeah. I just, you know, I can't imagine it was the first time she said it, but it was the first time I remembered hearing it. Where I was like, 
I gotta do something. Like I gotta do something different. If not for me, for her. Because like I just can't have my mom continue to worry about me. Like I'm twenty seven, like yeah. I'm giving her a like reason to worry every day. Yeah. And I was like so initially the initial catalyst was like, I need to do this for her. Mm-hmm. And then after like reaching out to people and like finding, you know, solutions to how to stop drinking and talk to a lot of people that were also sober and how they were doing it and, you know, building some like being of service and building self-esteem back. It was like, cool. I can also like do this for me, like give myself like a chance yeah. at like having a life. But the initial catalyst was like, I have to do this for my mom because I don't feel like I'm worth getting sober for, mm. you yeah. know, when I first started. And uh, yeah, I remember that real vividly. Wow. Yeah. You're close with your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're close now. I just uh, I was just talking about it. I was back in uh, Maine, hanging out with my mom. We got to hang out a lot, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. go back and uh, be so like I just did the dishes while I was back. I was like at home. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, my brother was. Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like I think part of being of service is just to do it, just to be of service. Mm-hmm. But also like. <laughs> Not to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, there's that little element. But, it, yeah. uh, but having having just said that, yeah. I did. my brother was moving to Texas when I went back, and uh, it was vacation. My mom's like, well, I'm going to get up at like six or seven. It's pretty early. Go over, help your brothers pack and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, it's a vacation, but like I, I can find ways to be of service. Like that'll make me feel good about myself if I go do that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you and spend know, time with your family. I am a hero and a champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Waking up early on a vacation day yeah. to help my family you. move. You're welcome, family. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't even. I I'm like weed hearing... whacking. It was insane. Yeah, it was like cool. Like, I'll go like weed whack at my brother's house like all day. Yeah. And, you know, I don't need a medal, and, but I am going to talk about it on the radio. It's <laughs> <laughs> a thing. Yeah, like, deal. we do the best we can. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it felt good, you know, to like just be home and like help out and. Yeah, my family. So, because it was different than when I used to. Is yeah. it the same house you <clears throat> grew up in? No, no, no. That's we rare. Are, it's rare these days. Yeah, we were in. We grew up in Yarmouth, Maine, on Cousins Island. On Cousins Island, what's yeah. that like? A like a little 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 island? It's uh, well, it's an it's an island, but it's also like connected <laughs> to a bridge. Like it's not crazy. So it's like a you can bridged peninsula. <laughs> Yeah, like it's uh, rocks, <laughs> ocean around it. That's awesome. That sounds absolutely awesome. So you could do whatever you want all day on the island. They're like, how much trouble can you get in? Like, yeah, it's, I've watched every Gilligan's Island. It's infinite the trouble. You yeah, can they're get like in. they're like it's eighty four. Like go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you're Gilligan's also not Island was cross. a TV show in the late seventies. <laughs> yeah, they're what, like you're uh, not gonna cross the bridge. It's what, fine. Right. Yeah. What did your What did your parents do? Uh, my dad currently works for the uh, post office in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and my mom uh, works at LL Bean, which is oh, the perfect. most main perfect. thing you oh, could my, do yeah. in your life. That's, that's <laughs> the main main thing. We used to get yeah. the catalog growing up. Yeah. I love the duck boots. Oh yeah, yeah. They still have those. Yeah, and a nice flannel jacket. Yeah. Oh I my miss god. It. It's. Uh, you know LL Bean? Still of course, a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's worked there for thirty-two years. Wow. Yeah. I went up to the outlet one time there. Is that what yeah. you get for Christmas every year? Is like nothing but LL Bean stuff? No. Like it, mostly? It's crazy because that's like the stuff that I want now. Like it's so functional. <laughs> great stuff. You it's, know what yeah. I mean? Like mm. I was like, oh, I should get like a rain jacket for when it rains like In once LA? a year. You know, like <laughs> like it, it happens like one day, but I'm like, oh, if only I had a jacket. 
And then it rains, and I'm like, forget that jacket. Like, yeah. yeah. Every year. But yeah, she's worked at Beans for like my whole life. What and, is she, uh, an executive? She's not on the floor, is she? It's crazy. She, when uh, computers started being a thing at LL yeah. Bean, she was like, oh, I should learn how to use a computer. And so she did. And then uh, the computers were like newer, and then she learned how to use that. And so then she was like, oh, I could teach people how to use these. Amazing. Wow. And they were like, oh, keep doing that. So she's literally been like, ahead of the technology oh my god at ll bean her entire career like she just learns how to do it and then we'll troubleshoot people around different technical issues like at ll bean like is it true the first mouse that she used was a stuffed field mouse it was was a live mouse. i should do comedy i should that's funny right that's a funny like witty thing i just said live mouse connected to a string that would pull a bean out of my piece of paper let's get back to the the muse that's the first i know a lot of people i know a lot of famous people all right (laughs) wow I haven't Did heard you want one name, name drop at all yet? Well, Kathy Griffin, that's what he a, said. Hang on, just Kathy, one. Right? That's yeah. one. There's more coming. All right, song I, number four. <laughs> Vanessa and Dustin are sharing a laugh right now. I'm not sure why. Can't wait to hear it. Did they conspire on this five? Ridiculous he is, and when he laughs that hard, I know it's for some shady reason. I feel so much like a dad right now. Well, that's kind of cool. That's good. What do you got there, son? All of my 54 is screaming out loud now. I like it. This song. Who is it? Band uh, Block Party. Mm-hmm. Block Party? Yep. Tight. Uh, they came out with a song called Banquet that I was obsessed with. And actually, the whole album, uh, Block Party Silent Alarm, is track for track one of my favorite albums nice. like of all time. Nice. Uh, then they came out with an album called Weekend in the City. And for whatever reason, that song, uh, The Prayer, stuck out of my head. Also, around that time, back in Maine, I was going to community college. And uh, met this group of girls that were part of a burlesque group. And they uh, reached out to me and they're like, we know that you're a comedian and we want you to host our burlesque show. Like do some stand up and then you'll introduce us and then we'll do kind of like our thing. And I was like, what's your thing? And they're like, well, you know, you can come to a rehearsal and like check it out. And I was like, cool. So I go to this like closed down ice cream shop or something. It was in Portland, Maine, like on, like the street was like a cobblestone. I was Uh like, what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) And I go in and like gave me a PBR and I was like, all right. And they do this like elaborate strip tease to like Gnarls Barkley. Crazy. (laughs) And they all had like tattoos. They were in like electrical tape. And I was like, this is insane. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. (laughs) 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 Sounds great. It's like six month period of my life where I was part of a burlesque group. Like it was, wow. you got involved. Yeah, and uh, and people were like, you know, oh, like what a like sexy thing. And I was like, no, it was like me being at rehearsal, being like, you need to kick higher. We have a show Friday. Like, this is <laughs> the real deal. Yeah, like this isn't joking around time. Like, and it was great. And I never had you know relations with any of the girls. Like that was the rule. I was like, we don't. This is a thing. We're coworkers. It's we work together. Yeah. Yeah. I do jokes. You guys do your striptease thing. <laughs> and what they didn't know is that uh, I would practice uh, stripping in the shower every after every rehearsal. Dustin. 
And so I got really good at it because if you can learn how to dance in a shower, you could dance anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wait, why? Were you just inspired by these women that could I do have it? a couple beers and I was like, I listen <laughs> and I would listen to this song and I would practice like stripping like, oh, oh this, this is probably what I song. do. Now would you go into the shower fully clothed and then as your <laughs> No, you, you pretend you gotta mimic. Oh, so you're doing like, it's like mostly, a mime stripping. Here's the thing. Yeah, if you're dancing in the shower, it's mostly okay. footwork. Like ah, because the floor is oh. if you can maneuver your feet in a way where it's you get good on your feet. Mm. So I practiced for like such a long time and then at one point they were like, We want, you know, you to trip also and I was like, You don't yeah. want that and they were all like, We do want that. <laughs> like we want you to do that. How much masking tape <laughs> electrical, electrical, well, electrical tape. I'm sorry. I was like, I was like, specific for this. Uh, like, so, how did that go? Tell me about the first time you did that on stage. Yeah, I was like, you guys don't want me to do that, and they're like, no, we do. And they're like, why are you afraid? And I was like, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm gonna make you guys look bad. <laughs> so good at it. They were like, bitch, you're doing it right. So I was like, but, and I had this song burned on a CD. It was nice. the only song nice. in my on pocket. CD? Oh my God. Just like I'd had for months. More is revealed. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I would do it to this song. And then I did it. <laughs> I just happened. <laughs> if I was gonna, it would be to this movie. <laughs> Is anyone like, you do? Your amateur night at a strip club is yeah, like. I did it, and they were like, "You're in the show Friday," <sighs> and uh, so they made like special clothes for me. Where uh, part of it was like a bit where it was a shirt and a tie that had Velcro on the sides, so you could just pull it off. And then when you pull it off, there was another shirt and a tie <laughs> under it. Right, like, big laugh. Funny. So we do that, and then uh, like tear away pants, like regular pants that were like sewn with like Velcro, so they would like tear away. Yeah. And then I had these like white short shorts with like uh, blue piping yeah. <laughs> from like the set, like a tra- old like track shorts or something. And uh, so I stood for the show, and it was uh, actually the audience was mostly women, because we were opening for a band that was from. New Hampshire at the time and had a huge lesbian following, so it was all like all women. The crowd was like all Very women, cool. yeah. But that, they were into the troupe, not you. Yeah, that, <laughs> nothing to do with me. They're like, oh, this is like a comedy bit. That's funny. And, uh, so I think, and they were like going crazy, like, and it was so much fun. They went crazy. Yeah, I thought and loved it. And that was the I think I've probably stripped like eight times, maybe. Why isn't this then? in your comedy act? I don't know. Because it's always so weird to me it. where I'm like, I'm like, I was a real dancer for a minute. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you still work with them when you go back east? No, you they touch with them. They disbanded, I think, oh, okay. after I moved. They I went on tour for a little bit, and then I came back, and they kind of like disbanded. They were like all going to art college and sure. like going way to different stuff. So I can't imagine being in the audience and hearing you do your entire routine telling that story and then you're like do you want to see what i did and then just having the saw and that's how you close out your show because <laughs> unreal like unbelievable it's always the funniest thing when it's done well you know what i mean like yeah they're like oh it's over the top he's joking around that'll go for a minute like a few seconds like he's bad at it that's cute but if it's actually done well they're like oh that's even funnier like he's Burlesque is sexy because it's not full Monty, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it was always okay. like leaving stuff to the imagination. Yeah. They'd write me into a... skits and stuff, that's and they're so like, cool. "We're gonna write you into all the skits. Also, all the skits we're gonna write you in are gonna completely like demean your gender, like one hundred percent." And I was like, oh, "I couldn't be more on board." Like, how do we? What was the name do of this, this? troop? 
Uh, damsels in burlesque. No, I, I'm so shallow, and I judge people on their looks, and uh, it's it's horrible. Um, but you <laughs> you're grew the up, only one you, in LA. You grew up in Maine on an island. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're yeah. a rather rugged looking young man. What were the art influences that you think enabled you to find your way into this burlesque? Because not every person, especially guys, are going to do something like that. Were you heavily influenced in the arts in school, or did it just happen? Uh, it kind of just happened. I just yeah. I kept doing stand up, and um, I joined the uh, school paper. The oh. I went to Southern Maine Community College mm-hmm. mostly because uh, I hated packing lobsters in the winter. Uh-huh. That'll come back later. <laughs> that was like the most nightmare thing. And then uh, so I would quit packing lobsters to go to school in the winter because it was inside. Mm-hmm. So I would do community <laughs> college for a little bit. Then it would get warm, and then I'd go back to packing lobsters. I really just wanted to do stand up. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, I'll do these things. <sighs> and I was writing for my school paper, and uh, I did. I wrote like the whole art section. Like I did like a oh, okay. calendar, and I'd write funny articles and stuff like that. And uh, one of the girls who wrote for my school paper was like, oh, so that you do stand-up comedy, I'm part of this group. And then she kind of brought me into that. And so like they found me just- Really nice. Very organic. Up. Yeah, I got super lucky. Yeah, they're yeah. really cool. That was a surprise. Did you say that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Vanessa, you didn't either. <laughs> I, I knew. I think I knew you. about it. I did know. You told me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> told me just a, when I saw him strip, yeah. I, I was gonna and say. I knew he was good. I was like, what's going on here? Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, this is what? What are you doing here? Show Funny women. story. <laughs> I came in. That's how we met. You didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But this is our yeah. other podcast we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin, your song number five. David, you would have known this one. The intros, I hear radio versions. I'm getting it. Well, now we are back in my day. But I'm not that cool. I'm Van Halen and ACDC mostly. It's first initial, first name. M? Oh, Violent Femmes. No. No, M. Oh, M. More? More AC. Yeah, way over, way over my cool quotient. I didn't get this. I'm getting this now, right now, right this moment. Right this moment. I missed it. I missed it. Uh, Stop me if you think you've heard this before. What's the name of the song? Oh, okay. Stop. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't heard it before. That's which, so funny. which I love because it's great. like... It's a like it's a comedy line like something yeah. you're kidding. Yeah. but it's also the name of like this really like broody like emo Smith song. No, this is the Morrissey with the Smiths. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I got into uh Smiths. I used to work at a CD store back in Portland, Maine. You've had a lot of cool jobs. Yeah. I got real lucky. Well, I yeah, I think the f- that was the first cool job and then I think I've had cool jobs pretty much since then. I've had some jobs that were kind of lame, but Packing lobsters. That was a fun job. <laughs> but I got the job at the CD store because I was working at a blockbuster and I saw a movie about quantum physics. And the movie was basically like, well, the theory of quantum physics is if there's anything in your life that you don't like, you can just change at any moment. 
And I was like, that's a great theory movie, but if that was true, <laughs> I wouldn't be working at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster. And then I was like, why are you working at Blockbuster? And I was like, I quit. <laughs> like, I was like, here's your movie. I am in control of my own destiny. Go to hell, movie place. And I, like, I was supposed to work that night. And the guy was like, you can't quit. You're supposed to work. And I was like, what are you going to do, fire me? And everybody that was there was like, Oh shit! Like he just quit. Like you don't see that. No, you know. Yeah. You hear like you know you go behind in an office and you're like I'd like to formally turn in my two weeks to my job. Thank you. That's what we think happens. But I was, yeah. but I was I like, know. I was like, dude, peace. I'm leaving. <laughs> like I'm surprised you even of, said anything or you didn't. You like that you even said anything. I would have just been like. Ghosted, you know. I've done that before. The, uh, that's what we like to call uh, in the industry the old quit fire. <laughs> quit fire. Where you don't show up and they're forced to fire you. Yeah, quit fire. Quit fire. Quit but fire. it was the first time I was like, I was like, well, I had a movie there, so I was like, I need to return this movie. Uh, I'm out. Please, uh, I'm uh, never gonna see you again. Bye. Don't let anyone that works here watch this movie. Take it easy. You're welcome for the overtime. Yeah. Later. And, uh, and I applied at the CD store that I wanted to work at. And they hadn't hired a new employee in like 10 years mm-hmm. because it's the, the cool music store in Portland. Like it's the place. Like Bull Moose Music in the old port in Portland. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going anywhere. Tell me, what was the name of it? Uh, Bull Moose Music in Bull Portland. Moose. And uh, it was like the coolest. Like everybody just worked there forever. And you went in and everybody was like so over it. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like do you have this? And they're like, did you check? Like just so <laughs> over it. And I was like, there. hate me and uh and i applied and i like made my own resume made it all creative and uh one guy saw it he was like cool and he gave it to the manager and he was like cool we need to hire somebody one day a week and i was like i'm your dude and then somebody just left and then i was on like full time like the next day the first person they'd hired in like 10 years wow and it happened to be like the day after that i quit i was like quit the job I didn't want and applied for like the one job that I wanted. Wow. You just can't get, like it's impossible. Mm. Do you, did you start feeling cooler? Like as you got assimilated, you were like, instantly. How could you not? How, I mean, how could you not? This is an an institution. Yeah. Well, I also listened to a lot of stuff on the radio, which was a very niche thing. They didn't have a guy to listen to the radio. So when people would come in and they're like, what's that song in the radio? It's like, bah, da, bah, da. I'm like, I know that one. Oh, I was that guy. Yeah. So I became like super valuable to the store, to like selling stuff. Yeah. But uh, You also, were Shazam before Shazam. Yeah. Wow. But I was also so clueless about music. Like I'd heard the Smiths and I was like, I was like, this guy's pretty rad. And they're like, yeah, it's the Smiths. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, like I knew that. And I was like, I was like. <laughs> I know, I was just saying, like, how cool are they? <laughs> like, right. no idea. I didn't know anything. Uh-huh. But I learned, like, a bunch of stuff working there. Mm-hmm. So that, and then cut to uh, years later, I'd be working at uh, Book Soup in West Hollywood, and Morrissey came in. <laughs> wow. And I'm, like, shelving books, and I see him, and I'm, like, putting a book away, and I look up, and I was, like, that looks like Morrissey. And I was, like, no. And then, uh, your heart so, yeah, so I got another book and then I put it away on the other side and I looked over <laughs> and I was like, that's definitely Morrissey. And then he looked up like noticing me, noticing him. And I was like, he thinks I'm checking him out. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not, but am I? I was like, no, I'm like, I'm shopping. 
And I was like so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God. And so then I like went on the other side of the store and was just like straightening books like how oh, just put do this over here <laughs> and then he does this like long like walk like around the like walks by me and like kind of like looked over his shoulder and i was like did i just get checked out and then i was like am i in a game of cat and mouse with morris wow. in his bookstore right now wow. i was like what's cool. happening and i was like freaked out and i was like waiting until i was like he's not in the store anymore he's left for sure and so I walked to the other side of the store and uh, there's somebody at the front desk and I was like about to go on my break and I go around the corner and I almost walked into him Wow! and he's there and we're like passing through like this very small like little thing <laughs> at the same time <laughs> and I was like hi 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 I'm walking by you now and like I walked by and I smell and he smelled like a pine tree for some reason like it's I don't gin. know if it was a scent yeah. like yeah. Uh, I was like were you in the woods recently like, how do you even smell like that part tree and yeah. why am I smelling Morrissey what's happening like who yeah. am I at this point in my life right now and I walk by him and then they're like doesn't go on your break and I was like thank god and I walked to the front He's looking at the art books in the front, and I tell the person at the front register for no reason. Mm -hmm. I was like, "I'm going on my break. If you need me, I'll be around the corner." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they're like, "What I need to know?" And I was like, "Bye." <laughs> like, but I said it loud enough so he would hear. This was obviously. conspired. Yeah. Oh God. So I walk on the corner. I'm like smoking a cigarette, and then he like walked out, and then he like walked around the thing as he was leaving, and I'm like, "Whoa! What are you trying to do? Like, what was going to happen there? Like." So crazy. So you never introduced yourself? No, my God. Are you what the me? heck? I was also at work, like, and I very much like loved the job and like respected the thing. And it was like cool. And but I'm you were work, on your like, break smoking a cigarette, and he walked right by you. True story. But I'm we, like, what's the best case scenario? Like, what? Mr. Morrissey, if you are listening to the show right now, Dustin David would love the opportunity to shake your hand and take a selfie. That'd be cool. And then choose your prepared. five songs and come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you're willing to admit that there was this world that created in your mind yeah. that this was happening. Precious few would <laughs> yeah. would would take us down that that trail. And I get it. I, I but I so crazy. oh my god. Yeah, it was. I was unbelievable. What was is like, the worst so case cool. scenario? What if he would have sat down and been like? I've never liked like, Tell me more about cool. the music that I made you like. Yeah. yeah. I like your like what are gonna say? I like your music. It's good. I listen to it a lot. I'm such mm. a I'm such a dimwit. The Smiths people and mm. the scritty politi people and all the cool people in my life. I mean, I just was too embarrassed to say I don't know what you're talking about or listening to. But in this particular case, I, I guess I'm thinking is Morrissey is he sort of a is he would there be an attraction beyond just fan to artist with him to you is he gay uh i i think he's identified as like asexual it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's asexual it's like i'm straight but also there's morrissey like i mean how does <laughs> oh dude don't you i <laughs> believe me i was believe like me. he's on a different wavelength of I'm sexuality so, <laughs> like, i was like who am i at this i'm moment slightly in my curved life? so yeah. when i think about this i'm like i'm slightly curved oh, so yeah. it'd be yeah. like you know i need another name to drop and also on, i'll yeah. drop my pants if that no i'm, I'm not like, just, but uh, i'm straight and then there's morrissey like there's like that's the <laughs> yeah it's, doesn't qualify as cheating. He's it's on the list. weird. No, no it's yeah. not weird at all to me. I'm just validating. Like if you're in a relationship, here. you get yeah. a pass. Could the pass be Morrissey? Like I don't even know how that would <laughs> even work. Like, we learned yeah, so yeah, much you know? on the show. He's asexual. Like I don't. Or like, I think he said that... he's identified. He's also like very like outwardly spoken as a vegan. Like supports all these animal rights causes and stuff was for a long time. And he's. I heard and... a new term today. I think they call that heteroflexible. Mm. 
Merv Griffin, the creator of Jeopardy, called it trisexual. Mm. I'll try anything. That's funny. That's Merv Griffin. I also heard bisexual. Mm-hmm. We just pay for sex. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> didn't write it. Now didn't write it. Not mine. Not mine. Didn't write it. Well, thank you for coming up with such an amazing list of songs. This was really awesome. We're going to take a brain break, and Vanessa, I want you to play this too. It's a game that we like to call band name or bar name. David, take it away. That's right. It's Love now it. time for Y-Tune Shuffle original <laughs> quiz show called Band Name or Bar Name, and that's where I travel the world via the internet, exploring different regions, discovering what the names of local bands are in a particular region and what the names of local bars are in a particular region. And then our guests, along with Maggie, try to determine which is the bar name and which is the band name. Our last guest, Zara Ali, took us to Colombia, South America. And so shall we all of us go to Colombia? Yes. Hey, it's dinner time. You guys want to go check out Bomba Estadio? Because El Mozo's playing there. They rock. Or do you guys want to go grab a drink and get some appetizers over at El Mozo so we can go listen to Bombo Estereo? Which is the name of the bar and which is the name of the band? And yes, in case you're wondering, this is the dumbest quiz game ever invented. It's so fun. We have three players today. Bumbo Stereo. I'm going to guess the stereo one is the music. Bumbo Stereo is going to be the music. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I don't translate. Mozo sounds like a food, like a rice, like a. I'm probably totally wrong. Also, like L means the, so the something makes me think that it's like yeah. a restaurant. But there's a lot of like, The Kills is also a band. So. I put a good 22 minutes into this, guys. So. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking a stereo means stereo something in music. Pump like up the stereophonic, jam. Stereophonic, <laughs> something. That's yeah, they think stereophonic. Final Bum-bum. answers, I all, think three, stereo all three players. Is the restaurant, okay. the bar. All right. Okay. Just to I'm be going contrary. Just to be kind of, and you know, maybe I believe it. <laughs> You're wrong. Right. Uh, he's usually wrong. wrong. I'm a stereo band. Okay. So, <clears throat> if we were at Calais 85, number 12 through 51... <laughs> We would have to pull into a parking lot because we'd be eating dinner at El Mozo. Yeah. Did I get that one? That the gay cabaret I I restaurant. The <laughs> gay mm-hmm. cabaret gay restaurant. Cabaret. In gay cabaret? Gay cabaret fun. restaurant. The number one gay cabaret restaurant in Colombia, South America. So would I. Columbia. I think you're true. And I hear the food's good, <laughs> too. Um, and playing would be, of course, Bumba Estadio. And I think you're absolutely right, Dustin. I think Estadio mm-hmm. probably has something to do with music. And I didn't yeah, consider yeah. that. So, oh, okay. so well played, well done. If you want to check out El Muzo, just call country code 57 313 426 plus sign in front. <laughs> and you can get all the information that you need. And Bumbo Estereo was created in 2005. They do a, a mix of music, which I found to be incredibly interesting. So I took a photo off the website so I could read it to our listeners. It's a combination of uh, Electro Vasilion. Mm. Electro Tropical and psychedelic cumbia. All I heard which was is electric. Maggie's favorite. Yeah. Psychedelic that cumbia. cumbia. Yeah. <laughs> La cumbia. Yeah, yeah, I do like cumbia. But, uh, so that would be something new and well. cool. Dustin, your job now is to prep us for our next guest and take us anywhere in the world where I can research the name of a band or the name of a bar. Buddy, Portland, Maine. Where else uh, are you going to go? Easy drop right there. <laughs> Portland, Maine. Oh, yeah. So you'll be sure to listen in and see. 
for sure. How you do with There's, our guest. Um, oh, no, don't give anything away. We don't want to tease okay. it. Because it's got to give you <laughs> our, <laughs> listener, our, our next rough. guest. We'll do it off the air. Yeah. But definitely. I'll give you some, <laughs> some hot tips. Portland, Maine. To go. Is where we'll go. Thank you very much for playing band name or bar name. Oh, thanks for Thinking very hard, Dustin. We would love to hear the memory of your very first concert. Mm, mm. God, it's a split. Because uh, I can't remember. It was around seventh grade. Uh, it was either a local band uh, seeing Coal Pits at the Asylum in Maine. It was like this hardcore, like, oh, so. Coal Pits. Oh. It was like the yelling rock. Like, let you uh, inside? Like people growling a lot. Oh. Like, very scary. <laughs> Somebody stepped on my ankle. I was like, I've never ankle. felt so alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a kid, like so much angst. Was I was like, it couldn't yeah. be that's more angsty. Somebody or... stepped on my ankle. Yeah, they like trip over it usually, but you're like, here's the I was like, I am a child. Someone don't kill me. Like, it was crazy. Uh, it was either that or it was the time my cousin Jason took me to the State Theater to see uh, George Clinton. Oh, wow. Wow. That Big is concert. Cool. May yep, P- with, with P Funk horns with it. Yeah, oh man, it's wild. Yeah, it was a crazy time. It's time for me to name drop. Yeah, yeah, I did oh, a big boy. old variety show out here in L.A., which brought me out here back in the uh, late '90s. Hmm. The house band was Star Parody and the P Funk horns. Wow, wow. Yes. they were cool. the house band. Wow. Cool. I don't remember much. I was drunk. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was around pot. I didn't, I didn't think I smoked pot. Them, there was so much pot. Yeah. I was like, I think. I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah. Why does this smell like my aunt? What's happening? <laughs> this is crazy. That's cool. Yeah. First, first That's thing. neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the last show that you saw? Uh, the last music show that I saw was uh, probably... I haven't seen a lot of music shows. As I see so many comedy shows, like I don't usually go to music. Right. trying to think of the name of the band. I got... Put on a list to see list, this band. I get it. <clears throat> totally blanking right now. Uh, I Where know. Was it? Uh, was it the Troubadour? Uh, I know the lead singer is uh, Tommy Vex. He was singing. He's lead singer of this band, Bad Wolves, right now, who are on tour and they actually have a song. Did you go or did you just get on the list? I (laughs) went. He was singing for a band that he was like replacing the lead singer. Mm -hmm. And it was like a reunion show. Mm. Like dying right now. I can't think of the name of the band. Were they like a hugely popular at one time band? Yeah. They they had a huge like niche following, like hardcore band, like a lot of yelling. Uh, If you look up bands that... Tommy Vex is Because I drive for. by the Troubadour, like, and I see the marquee, and there are times I'm just, my eyes are it's bugging. It's different like, than every, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's not important. It's not I know he's, uh, I know Tommy's singing for Bad Wolves right now, and they actually have a song that's, like, hugely popular. Five they Finger did... Death Punch? Is that it? No? No. If you look up Tommy Vex, V-E-X-T. I did. Yeah, he's saying. Divine Heresy? Snot. That's the one. Snot. Snot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 <clears throat> He was singing for a snot. Yeah. I, I wanted to say sp- spit. Is that? <laughs> but it's close. It's close. That would have yeah. counted. Yeah. Same we, area. We face. I remember him, though. He's amazing. And Tommy Vexed. Yeah. His, and you went to the show. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And his new band, uh, Bad Wolves, is on tour right now. They did a cover of the Cranberry song, Zombie. Oh, nice. 
nice. And Dolores Ridden was supposed to sing on the song, but she committed suicide right before. Oof. And after the song came out, like they gave like the proceeds to like her foundation, yeah, which has been huge. Like the song's super popular, like touring everywhere. And uh, yeah, it's a great song too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Vanessa? Last show you went to? Last show I went to was uh, a little while. <clears throat> Actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was uh, a artist named Lo Feng, and he plays everything himself, all the instruments, and uh, it's very emotional. It's you know I wouldn't say like dark. But very emotional. And what he'd do on the stage, I think it was at the, not the forum. It was downtown-ish. Um, but what he will do is he puts, you know, he'll play like uh, the violin. And then he'll put that on, on, loop. on loop. And then he'll go like, play yeah. you know, the guitar. He'll go play everything. And it was just so beautiful. He's also very handsome. So I think that was part of the attraction. Um, and look, guys, I went on Twitter and I was like, oh, you know, being very coy. I just saw the best band loafing. He was so great. You know, and then he tweeted me back. Wow. And I thought, yeah, I was back in the age of Twitter, which I don't use wow. anymore. But yeah, pre- back Instagram. in the age of Twitter. That's not a thing anymore. Pre- Instagram. No, I get it. Oh, I was like, it's oh, like man. Twitter's rant. dead. No. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I just got on Twitter. That's my go to. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many celebrities that just rant and fight on Twitter. Donald Glover, I think. I, I went on like a, an argument with Donald Glover about this um, pilot, the Deadpool pilot he did. And at the end of it, it's like a funny thing. And, you know, he wears, you know, Deadpool wears rhino and drinks rhino and this whole thing. And, you know, the last black rhino had, had died. Sudan. Oh. It was like, I don't know. Is that like really true? Person. The last yeah, black rhino? Yeah, and it's, you know, the thing is Deadpool's really, you know, funny and just uh, R-rated and just out of the box. And I don't yeah. know, as an animal person, I'm like, you went too far. Oh. I mean, it was a joke. I just yeah. came off a 30-day break from what social about, media. What about you, yeah. David? What was the last concert you went to? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Was Ooh. it really? Yeah, that was wow. at uh, the uh, Arroyo the... Fest oh, in fun. Pasadena. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. yeah, how was yeah. that? I was with a, a girl that I'd just broken up with, and we thought mm. we'd still be friends. Oh, because uh, you bought the tickets already. You were like, no, yeah, no, exactly. no. I was desperately wanting her back, so I bought tickets at the box office on the day. She had gotten free ones from Pasadena Art Council. And um, and she know, said yes though. Where's that now? Where are you two now? Well, now we're in the friend zone. We just had a little tiff because mm. <clears throat> she sent me this. Uh, I think you'd love this um, girl couples psychology podcast. I just heard. I'm like, yeah, we're the couple that didn't work out. I've got a great new girlfriend. I'm gonna go up and say, hey, my ex just thought we would benefit. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> but I'll tell you something. We became friends for life at Tom Petty because it was mm. you know. She's an American girl, and we're both from the East Coast, upstate New York. So yeah. we, it was a it was a nonstop dance your broken heart mm-hmm. away, wow. and it worked wonders. Cool. Music always saves my bleeping mm. ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Last show I saw Megan Trainer. She's her album oh, release fun. party actually mm. right fun. here across the street at the iHeartRadio Theater. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy. She's amazing. She's like. N- <sighs> Oh my god, I can't. Some of the new Her stuff and that Taylor. she. Taylor, where does I know. she fall on the scale? Taylor's a, a twelve, maybe eleven for you. What's uh, where's Megan? Twelve? No, Taylor's one. One to, one to ten. Ten is the highest. Like she's oh, a 10. if I cranked her to a twelve? No, mm. like you just like in your the love in your heart for Taylor is very 12, high. Is 10, a twelve over ten? Yeah. Okay. And Megan, like you know, like the scale was like reverse for me. Okay. Usually you go one to ten, ten being the highest. Well, to me, like heart, I, I work in radio, so we write backwards. Okay. Taylor's a negative seven. Right. What scale? Backward radio scale. Oh. Scale. Oh my god. She's definitely top ten for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
I need to hear the new album front to back first before I like get too invested. Mm, but I'm definitely okay. like, she's cool. I'm like, I could hang with her. She's she cool. seems she's real a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Says it like it is. I feel like. Yeah. I still haven't heard the new Nicki Minaj. Just came out. Right. Yeah. Barbie girl. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Well, oh my god, she was like this hilarious bit with uh, Stephen Colbert. I don't know if you saw it where <laughs> she was on, and he was like, "I noticed that you talk about a lot of dudes in your song Barbie Girl, and uh, I'm not one of them." <laughs> but like, she's talking about all these dudes that she would never let get in her pants, and he was like, "She's like, okay," and so she freestyles this rap about how like, "Oh my god, it was so funny how oh. she's like, Stephen, me and Stephen Colbert, I'm gonna make him glow or something like." And she's great at freestyle. Oh, it was yeah. so hilarious. And I've never seen Stephen Colbert so at a loss for words wow. because she literally just was so, Dropped she just embarrassed him. him. It was so great. That's amazing. Yeah. You're going to see that. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. best night of his life. Probably. Top and they ten. didn't even like touch, <laughs> on <a> right? Scale. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Colbert did have like Obama on his show, <laughs> right? Yeah, Nikki's freestyle, Nikki <laughs> number one. When you get flirted with, with Nicki Minaj, yeah. you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Colbert I think can I would take too. It. I would like he can pee take my pants. He's, I love so that good. kind of comic that can take their self-effacing and yeah. just give it to me. He's mm-hmm. he's the best. So he's good. Yeah. Well, Dustin David, this has been mm. so fun. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Vanessa, you have just been such a pleasure and such a light in the room. So thank you for having me. Future guest, so she's a filmmaker. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, for sure. David Earl Waterman, Hollywood secret weapon. Thank secret you for secret weapon. Thank you, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. This He's is Columbia. My name yeah. is Maggie Mayfield, your host. This is Wedtune Shuffle. And if you haven't already, please like, uh, share, and subscribe. We're on all of the social medias at Wedtune Shuffle. Thank you for listening. Yeah.